Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. stretch when we start recording just need to like start doing some jabs and slips is that just me (laughs) i you know i can't say i have but i do appreciate the sentiment i think it's just me because this past weekend we in this household anyways we started watching all of the rocky movies um, to get prepared for creed coming out next week sure and that led to over the course of a weekend, a long holiday weekend, watching five of the Rocky movies. And now my constant state of movement is just like a boxing movement. It's like, who is she? Like, I don't, I, that's not me. But like, now we press record and it's like, why am I boxing? Why am I leaving? Why am I ready to just like fight all the time? Why? Yeah. I'm confused. I, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, this podcast does make me like ready to fight all the time. But I'm just confusion, I think is my question. You ever just want to fight? Oh, yeah, all the time. That I can relate to, for sure. But my, I just got, like, my hands up against my face, like, ready to, <laughs> ready to just box. Like, who, what the fuck? <laughs> Allie, there's one thing you need to know about Allie, is she is ready to box at the drop of a hat. That's true. Any moment, she's ready. Yeah. I am that green shirt vine dude where they, like, <laughs> tried to scare him, and he's like, fucking come at me. Like, you can't scare me. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Now imagine this as your middle school teacher. <laughs> imagine this chaotic energy. That's true. That's true. Um, the I cannot be faced. you how to be a person basically forever. It's, I, I have two constant moods in my classroom. Like, my classroom environment is totally what you would expect, expect is like asthma, like my fluorescent lights are never on. It's totally like lamps all the time, super relaxed. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how I am, is, like, super chill. But then my Scorpio energy comes out, and it's, like, I'm ready to fucking brawl all the time. Like, a total hard ass. And it's a constant, like, flip of a coin. Like, who am I? <laughs> like, at any sort of moment. Um, and I feel like my, my kids are constantly confused of, like, are you the chillest or are you a hard ass? Like, I, we can't <laughs> figure you out. I don't know. That's that Gemini mood, baby. It's that Gemini Scorpio mood, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. who is she? Because I, me, I don't know either. <laughs> when are we just going to do a separate podcast about our, just like reading our charts? When is that going to happen? Uh, whenever, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't that tied to these chapters, you know what I mean? <laughs> just throw it away. <laughs> like, well, I've come prepared. I have notes. <laughs> I have notes, but you know what? I can just throw those away and read someone's chart right now. It's not that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> Cody, how the hell are you today? I'm fine. Great. You know, it's winter in Chicago, so my bones are dying. They're re- mm-hmm. just ready to break. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's cold. But other than that, super great. It's my head is exploding because of finals. But other yes. than that, super, 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 super. That's very good. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. What about you, man? I It is not as cold here, but sure. I think 
it's getting to that point in the year where I just have a constant chill. It was hard for me to wake up this morning and just, I couldn't get warm. And so, yeah, I can tell, like, it's getting towards mid-late November, and I'm like, god damn, like, I miss that sun. Yeah. It is smoky here, which is unfortunate. It's starting to travel, I mean, it already has traveled up from California, which is gross and sucks. But yeah, I'm all right. It was a short week. And I'm already ready for another short week. Sure, um, yeah. There's something about that. Like, I always think, like, oh, yeah, short weeks, they'll be super restful. I'll always come into them really energized. But I never do. I always end up, like, working more. And it they never seem to be what I expect them to be, uh, which is wild. Oh. But, yeah, things are looking up, question mark. Great. I love so that. So that's good. I'm very hyped for the Thanksgiving parade next week. So that's good. Yeah. It's my favorite time of the year. But yes, things are good. I have an update for you from our middle school corner. I love it. Last week, I had let you know that we were doing a spirit day on meme day at the end of the month. Yes. That has been changed. Okay. Because uh, our administration was afraid that too many people would dress up and do something inappropriate. So it has been changed (laughs) to Disney Day. Wow. I know. So I have to save what I was planning for another day, unfortunately. Oh, here's an idea, though. Yes. Can you rig the system in some way? Is there like a meme, like a Disney-based meme or like Vine that you could just like dress up as the character, and just, like, perform a vine basically the whole time and get the best of both worlds. I mean, there's the Spongebob one, right? That's true. You could do that. But Spongebob isn't really Disney. It's not Disney at all. I don't know why you mentioned it. I mean, (laughs) that would be a weird twist, though. (laughs) They'd just be like, Allie doesn't know what Disney is. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, it would just be like, oh man, we have a teacher that That's has a power no move, idea sure. about the culture. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to keep brainstorming on it, um, just so I don't lean into the, some stereotype bits, because I want to be cool or whatever. Sure, um, yeah. So I don't, I have no idea yet what I'm basically going to do. I was thinking, because there's, there's some stereotypical things that I could do as far as Disney stuff goes. Um, but I don't know. I was thinking leaning in, not leaning into, like, Belle or, um, not leaning into, like, Snow White. Things that would be easy to do. Sure, sure. Um, and so I was thinking doing something a little bit funnier and doing, like, Phil from Hercules and, like, really leaning into my Danny DeVito Side. That would be extremely good, and I need it. I need it. Okay. So I, so... I might work on that. I've got a couple of weeks. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because um, I've got time. I could do the horns and the little, like, furry legs, right? Yeah, I could do it. Of course. I just got to find my Hercules. I think I can do it. Um, yeah, I believe in you. Yes. So, other middle school corner updates. Um, I had a student come into class today with a vial in their hands. Um, and it looked seemingly oh, empty, and they came up to me with extreme glee, and no, the TV show was not in the vial. 
And I had that student say, Miss Johnson, Miss Johnson, Miss Johnson, I found a vial in the hallway. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a lot of paperwork. There's like blood or drugs in here or something. Bad start. Bad start. Or it's a great start, you know? <laughs> yes. So they walked up to me with such glee that can only make me nervous, personally. Sure. And <laughs> And so I was like, great jeremy what'd you find in there and they were like it's a vial of hair can i keep it and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) um and they were like it was just in the hallway can i have it and i was like i don't think so (laughs) i think that's probably somebody's yeah (laughs) um I was like, here, let me look at it. And then one of their friends came in, thankfully, and they got distracted and never remembered that it existed. Um, But there was a child that was excited by the possibility of keeping a specimen of hair that was in a vial in the hall. Like, I have so many questions and not enough answers. Um, So, hi, welcome to middle school. Do you want a vial of hair? Yeah, no. Okay, well, um, there's, they're a thing now, so... Enjoy. Welcome yeah. to space. So that's my update. That's horrific. Yes. But also in line with everything I know about middle schoolers. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. But yeah, no, 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 no. But nonetheless, still gross. Speaking of gross, do yeah. you, you want to talk about the video that we just watched? Nope. <laughs> no, thanks. Well, we probably should. <laughs> so someone made a cursed video. It's someone pretty bad. Made, someone committed a crime <laughs> on YouTube.com. <laughs> it's so bad, folks. They made a video that basically crossed two two opposite sides of the entertainment spectrum that never ne- was ever intended to touch, ever. One it of them was, was Fifty Shades of Grey, the other being the beloved Pixar animation movie... The Incredibles. Now I know what you're thinking. How does one do that? <laughs> Both of them hurt my eyes in such different ways. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and when they come together like this, mm-hmm. yep. when there's a topic of come in yeah, The Incredibles, yep. it just isn't okay. No. Nope. Also, I feel like you're banned from... Being able to say come together out of context on this podcast. Oh, we just right. It's too confusing. We just can't do it. All right. Well, fine. Anyways, it's, yeah, it was bad. I we, was sent to us in our daily digest of like, hey, this is something that would definitely be in your range of interest. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's. I know the weird shit that you're into. <laughs> Here's just a little bit more. The FBI knows what you think about. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> It's good to know. And it's awful. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that'll keep you up at night. There's... Sorry, what voice was that? <laughs> um... <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Who is she? Um, there's another fan video, though, that we should definitely talk about that is not cursed by any means. Yes. Could you do me the honor and explain what it is that we are referring to? So here's the thing. Jaden Smith... <gasps> <laughs> this boy's a twihard. He's it's into so it, good. And it's very good. He made like this new song or whatever, and he overlaid it atop 
Bella and Edward's like wedding scene or Ugh. whatever. Which, while watching that, really made me realize like that kiss is a long kiss. It's the most. That's the longest kiss I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. But over some like Jaden Smith bops, which listen, Jaden Smith is fine as a musician, great as a person. I admire his internet presence. I think he's great. His music is fine. <laughs> His music is fine, yeah. It's fine. His sister's music is much better, but no one will listen to it. And it's an injustice. But it's fine. Agreed. Yes. This was the best thing that came out of this past weekend, personally. I was surprised when all of a sudden I woke up to see that (laughs) my boyfriend had sent me a tweet about Jaden Smith and I was like oh awesome and then I saw that it was another tweet about Jaden Smith and Twilight and I was like ah yes another (laughs) um and I was so pleased to see this because it's it's this song from Harry Hudson featuring Jaden Smith called Just Slide it's just like a straight up fan video yeah it's so good and so refreshing to see that like instead of I don't know, another one of these artist videos. Like, we're just getting into old school fan territory again. Yeah, it really reminded me of those days on YouTube where, like, people were just editing videos of, like, Harry Potter and, like, Doctor Who or whatever. And just, like, just having a good time making weird stuff. And it was pure and innocent and sometimes a little too sexy. But other than that... Now... Speaking of a little too sexy, when was the last time, if ever, on this podcast that we said the word super hula? <coughs> Stop. <laughs> now tell me about your experiences with super hula, Cody. Oh, we're not doing I've already I was already so emotionally raw last episode. I gave so much of my soul last episode, revealing my American idol face. I can't do this. We can't do this. I we're here. We have... <sighs> we're in the space. Okay, fine. What I will say is that <laughs> I never was full Super Hulak. I never got into Supernatural, and that I'm proud of, of myself for. I was very into the two other things. Hmm. I had a Doctor Who Tumblr hmm. for a very long time. Hmm. It was it was pretty popular. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I... But, like... Quite literally, that is, like, how I got started in, like, digital media and stuff. Because I would, like, make GIFs. Like, I would make GIFs of, like, fan shit. And, like, that's how I learned how to do, like, graphic shit and, like, online stuff. And that's because of that trash. Which, like, hey, you gotta start somewhere, I guess. Don't always seem to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's how it would be, like, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was my shit. So. Sure. Yeah, I mean, hi, I, my name is Allie, I have a supernatural tattoo, so, like, yeah, hi. so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is when everybody else, you're listening to it, you say, hi, Allie, like, we, we yeah, do right. the AA, <laughs> like, um, it's, uh, we yeah. make, what together we make one full super, <laughs> yes, exactly, I, it, my super who lock days were embarrassing, um, I think everybody within our age range, like, we, it was a time, you know, like, we all yeah. try to, shove it under the rug, but, like, it was there. So, yikes, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, God. You know, like, how embarrassed can we be if we have a Twilight podcast, you know what I mean? Right, I uh, mean, we <laughs> have no ground to stand on, ever. No. About anything. So, like, Nothing. whatever. <laughs> um, 
<sighs> we're like the eighth circle of hell, just being like, anything? Can we just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, literally. Okay, so last but not least is our Screen Rant Corner. <laughs> <laughs> we just need the um, THX sound for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be so jarring to listen to. Imagine if you were just, like, on the bus listening to our podcast, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just heard, like, the THX sound. It just, like, surround sound in your ears. <laughs> oh, just imagine it. We're not going to do it. Cody, hey, Cody in the no. future, don't do that. I'm not um, going to do it. <laughs> But just imagine it instead. I just Still blow sure. everyone's eardrums out. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so we have two kind of like side-by-side, equally awful listicles from Screaming. Yeah. Um, because they were posted essentially at the same time. Yeah. Um, they posted uh, 25 things Edward Cullen did before the first movie. And also 25 strange things about Edward's anatomy. <laughs> They're both What a gift Screen Rant has given us. Thank you, Screen Rant, for Thank your you. diligence. The thing that I love Screen Rant for is less about the content at this point, because we kind of know everything that they say. Yeah. Right. It's more so just the photos at this point. Um, yeah. are just very good. So like on this one about twenty five things Edward Cullen did before the first movie. Mm-hmm. On, there's just so many that I forget. Like, the the color stories are just so important to me. (laughs) Like, on number 18, I just, I missed this snarl from from Edward from Breaking Dawn Part 1. I just, I missed it so much. He looks 800 years old. (laughs) He looks absolutely ancient. He's father time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One of the other things that I think is very important is on number four when it says "Return to Forks" in two thousand three. That's just a straight up photo <laughs> of Forks. It's like, hey, this is a place. It's just a googled photo of Forks. You get that nice fucking Shell gas station and all these trees. I have been to that Shell gas station. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. I have a lot of regrets. Anyways, so oh my god, sorry. This, no, the please. Only thing- this article is mostly bullshit, because it's, it's just like, here's a timeline of, like, his life or whatever. But this, the two back-to-back, in the like, the first two back-to-back are so funny, because it's like, alright, we're leading up to this one thing, and it's like, cool, number two, he celebrated his 103rd birthday, and number one, he fell into a lonely depression, <laughs> and it's just the saddest photo. He's depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's your number one, like... We went through 25 of these. Someone just went through, like, spent an hour reading this goddamn listicle. And the number one, like, coolest thing that Edward did this summer was fall into a lonely depression. I mean, mood. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, like, we've been there, but I'm not gonna gonna let everyone know. Yes. One of the things that I think is very important to me about this one that's 25 Strange Things About Edward's Anatomy is I think the author, Stephanie, not Stephanie Meyer, uh, (laughs) but just Stephanie, um, is some sort of British. Sure. The reason being is number, um, again, number 20 talks about his depression. Like, leave him alone. It's fine. He's dealing Uh, with it, okay? (laughs) He's trying his best. (laughs) Number 18 says he has perfect piano fingers. It's gross. It's a weird oh, thing no. that you just said. Horrible. Um, 
<laughs> I hate that. Um, and the other thing, where where the fuck was it? Oh, number ten. He's an unnecessary petrol head. <coughs> what the fuck? What is that? <coughs> what is? I hate that. I hate what you just said. So, anyways, I I just thought that, that was very good. We also need to talk about this photo on number twenty five. Which is just, like, another classic, like, Dawson's Creek cast photo, right? Yes. I- everyone looks, like, sick and scared. (laughs) Yes, they do. And also, Edward looks like he's gonna fucking murder someone. Yes. His his head should never tilt down at that specific angle because he just looks like he's gonna rip someone's throat (laughs) out with his own teeth. Like- He's so scary all the time. His eyebrows are, like, to the moon. They're just, like, get, it's, I can't, I can't believe anything that's happening here. Yes. Um, Also, poor Jasper, just looking like that. (laughs) Oh, it's so, one of the things that this made me think about, the fact that this was written by uh, Stephanie, um, (laughs) I've, I've ventured on to Stephanie Myers. Um, Twitter account again, uh-huh. aka twitter.com slash the right stuff that we talked about recently. Um, yeah. And I just, I missed her, is yeah. all I'm trying to say. Sure. And I thought that we would just briefly touch on her content for just a moment. Sure. Um, because I'm looking at the her pin tweet again, the one where people <laughs> always send her messages as if she is actually Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. And I'm just looking at some of these tweets that people said. One is from a Nikki exclamation point that says, I feel as if my heart got ripped out of my chest. When she ended Twilight, she left it open. Please bring it back. And then someone else also responded saying, most authors do that to keep you guys open-minded about the character's future. Again, Stephanie Myers (laughs) didn't write this. Didn't write Twilight. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, I forgot about her really quickly, and I just thought it was a good idea just to check in on her. She's still yeah. doing awesome. That's great. She's still doing very good. It's just very good. One of those other ones that happened this year was a girl named Sarah wrote, you weren't the actual author, correct? Just the same name, similar looks. And then Stephanie Meyer said, sadly for my bank account, correct. <laughs> so she's still doing very good. That's great. <sighs> Very good. I want to touch on really quick before we get into our chapters for this week. Um, We got a suggested food for thought topic um, about Bella and her immortality. Um, And this was a um, text conversation that we were sent. And it went a little something like this. Um, It was talking about poop. And Bella. But I promise it's related. Sure. And it said, well, like people always poop when they die, you know. But like when Bella was trying to keep her cool during her change and everyone was hovering around her for a few days, do you think her body forced her to poop and they cleaned her up or it just stayed inside of her and turned to stone too? Ugh. Imagine being just a little bit backed up for eternity. My nightmare. So here's my question for you. What the fuck happened to her? (laughs) when she turned because so you know like when you die yeah you're supposed to you know hey (laughs) you know (laughs) 
No, go ahead. And, <laughs> and, like, she was going through birth, which, you know, some things happen. So what happened, Cody, is my question. CSI this Why? out Why do I have to CSI this out? Well, CSI it with me. <laughs> Workshop this with me. I don't. All I want to know is: Is she angry because she's constipated? Yes. Okay. I think she's just a little. I think she's a little backed up. Then that's cruel and it's unfair. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that that's a rude writing choice to have been done to her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think logistically, right? Because like. I want to believe she was given the space to just shit her brains out <laughs> when she died. But I don't I don't know when that opportunity would have been. I don't think that, because it was all so fast, right? Everything yeah. Everything was like, happening. When was that? When her back was breaking? Right. When her <laughs> right. head was twisting around and around? <laughs> there was no time. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think logistically about this. And it's like, right. Okay. <laughs> right. We're trying to get some science in here. All right. Yes. Trying to see this one out. Sure, sure, sure. And I just don't know when that would have happened. No, I just don't know. Somebody, anyone, please. Please? <laughs> tell us the truth. Please, please. Um, speaking of someone telling me the truth, can we talk about Fifty Shades Freed? Um, <sighs> somehow, guess. between last week and this week, I've finally been able to download the Kindle version so I can stop using it illegally, which is nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so I don't know if Amazon heard my pleas or what happened, but great. Sure. Um, but yeah, so this week we are reading chapters three and four. Last week where we left off was Anna staring horrified into the mirror, um, asking herself what had been done to her. Yeah. And we find out very quickly that I... It's hickeys. Now, I spelled, because I'm very tired and my brain is very far gone, um, in our show notes, I said hookies. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you tell me what a hookie is? <laughs> I, I thought, I don't know what you were on, <laughs> because she, I, she typed out hookies and no cookies. <laughs> I'm under the presumption that she thought that was real smart and clever, but I was just like, what does any of this mean? What does this mean? I was so tired. <laughs> but now what does hickeys and no cookies mean? It means nothing. It's not, it's not, it's, it's You nothing. know what they always say. Hookies and no cookies, you know? <laughs> hookies and no cookies. Like, what? What? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave this. You were really like, oh man, I got some jokes ready for this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna like really just crush it. I'm gonna be ready. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna have some good laughs. And then here we are. Yep. It's just, listen, sometimes you just wake up from a nap and you're trying to read Fifty Shades Freed while you do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's all just a blur, you know? Yeah. Um, but yes, anyways. Anna has a lot of hickeys, and she is pissed. Apparently, this is the first time in the three days that they've known each other um, that Christian has ever given her a hookie. Um, 
listen, it's fine. I'm just going to live my truth. Um, sure. There, I found it weird that E.L. James felt the need to go so in-depth with her descriptive language on this. She was like, I don't know. Um, these half-moon specks are just all over my legs and my neck and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we know what a hickey is. <laughs> like, Right. <laughs> do you think someone that's reading this faux BDSM book doesn't know what a hickey is? <laughs> like, Yeah, I... It was very weird. Like, imagine this. Your your skin is just covered with these little marks, these kisses. <laughs> yeah. I was, it was amazing to me that she was like, no, let me tell you. Here's what a hickey is. Anyways, um, so Anna's pissed. Um, she thinks like they've been together for a short time and she recognizes that, but he's never given her a hickey. And... She thinks that he's doing it right now um, in for control because of the fact that she had taken her top off on the beach and he wants to be like, rawr, don't do that anymore. So the natural way that she responds to that um, is she's in the bathroom. She goes to pick up her hairbrush to, like, calm down. But then she just throws her hairbrush at him. Yeah, fuck it, right? Um, <laughs> definitely won't have a negative response to that. No, my totally rational husband, who's never had a violent outburst in his life, totally chill. Yep. Don't even worry about it. Yep, so she just throws the hairbrush at him and just leaves. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he <laughs> definitely doesn't have abandonment issues and won't freak out about that at no. all. Um no. <laughs> And so he follows her up, her up, and is like, "You're mad at me." <laughs> <laughs> if I'm reading this emotion correctly, I believe it is anger. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, they try to have this conversation, and she says, "Like, you have to try and you have to stop. You have to stop doing this to me. Like, you made your point very clear on the beach." And he's like, "Well." But now I give you hickeys, so you can't take your top off anymore. So I so did, I, that's how it works, right? Yeah. She's um, like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then she just tries to find another larger hairbrush. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just keeps finding hairbrushes on the ship. Yeah. Um, and so she keeps trying to explain to them him, like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is not, that's not how things are yeah. done. No. And so finally he's like, I'm sorry, don't be mad at me. Um, and then while he says that, apparently she has this like flashback to, I don't even remember Dr. Flynn saying this, um, but this whole thing where he, Dr. Flynn apparently was like, now, Anna, yeah, Christian isn't really an adult. Emotionally, he's a teenager. So when he acts like this, just know that he's still playing catch-up. And it's like... We can't hold him accountable. Right. For adult standards. When his Which, little brain is still a baby. Who's... Who... Who says stuff like that? Who... Like, we talked about how this is a bad... He's a bad therapist, right? Like, just the yeah. worst. But also, where the fuck has he been this whole time? For real. Like, if there's anyone... I mean, everyone needs therapy. But if there's anyone who, like, really needs it in this moment of their life, it's Christian Grey. Also Anna. But Christian especially. Yep. And especially since he has this, like, long relationship. Problematic relationship, but a long relationship with a therapist. 
that he should be seeing regularly, especially if they're still unpacking all this trauma that he really hasn't gotten through at all with, hasn't really figured out any of it. Yes. Maybe we shouldn't be, like, taking vacations and, like, not in, not seeing a therapist for long periods of time, you know? For real. But apparently they solve this problem and <laughs> go to have dinner where Anna gets dressed up in a tank top and sweats to have, like, a fancy dinner, which, God bless, you know? Um, it's a mood. Yeah. Um, they start talking about why he braids her hair. Which will come up later. Um, and um, she finally asks about the peeing thing. Because last mm. week, she was Christian was like, now don't pee before I have sex with you. And she was like, mm, okay. And according to him, he says the fuller the bladder, the more intense the orgasm. So apparently that explained some things for Anna anyways. So they keep going, whatever. It's their usual, like, bullshit. Like, oh, let's dance. Rah, rah, rah. And there was a part, too, where they go to sleep and wake up. And E.L. James mentions that Christian never locks the door if he's the only one in the room. Uh-huh. She tries to make a big point about this. And I didn't understand why. I couldn't tell if it was because it was worded weird or something. Yeah, but I, I didn't was get trying it. to figure out what it meant. The only thing that I was thinking that it was like maybe like if left to his own devices unsupervised, he would do something really drastic. Mm. That was the only thing that I could really come up with. But I feel like we haven't had any evidence of that previously. Yeah. So I feel like that was a bit of a stretch. I was confused by how it was worded, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um... Then she wakes up, sees him shaving, and it apparently brings back this memory of when they were in England, and she shaved off her pubic hair. So they do this flashback, and it's all about this experience, yeah. where he, like, freaks out in, like, a good way, I guess, about it, where she's, like, all nervous. She did it. But she's still all nervous about it. And I guess the way that E.L. James tries to write it, it's supposed to be charming. I didn't find it to be charming. I just found it kind of like, eh. <laughs> and it's the usual kind of like sexy. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm i kind of just over it at this point. So that continues to go on. And then um, we go back to the present. And Christian suggests that they head on a drive instead of going on their usual sunbathing excursion since he has like hickeyed her up yeah and great and he suggests they go to look at some galleries instead which cool sure great yeah um so they look at some art have some lunch kind of their usual rich people things i would imagine and then i'm always really jarred when christian talks about his mother even though It hasn't changed. Like, he still refers to his mother as the, quote, like, crack whore. Every time that he says it, it's still very shocking to me. And I don't, I don't know why. It just is. Like, I mean, I know why, but it still is. They go on this trip, whatever. He gives her this gift. Um, It's this watch 
that he has engraved in red, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, gross. Whatever. What? <laughs> I just found this chapter to be quite boring, if I'm being honest. <laughs> they get back in the car to head back, and as usual, Taylor and the other guy, I think his name was, like, Gaston, was driving, um, and then... But as usual, Christian and Anna try to pretend like there's no one in the car. So he's just, like, inspecting her body as they're driving back. The only thing I could think of while that was happening was, how are they doing this with seatbelts on? Yeah, I... Very confused. Agreed. Um, As the chapter winds down, though, so they're in the car, and Christian gets a call about his office. Seemingly, um, there has been a fire there, um, and what seems to be arson in, um, his office back home. And so, yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> yes, we need all of the suspenseful music because he's like telling Anna like, oh yeah, don't worry. Um, but also there's been arson in my helicopter that made me almost die. And now someone's going after my office. So, but don't worry though. Lol. Yeah, it's fine. Yep, exactly. So that is where chapter three ends. And chapter four begins with Anna freaking out because Christian's been in the study trying to put out metaphorical and literal fires and she cannot relax. Understandably no. so. Yeah. So she decides that she wants to go shopping, take her mind off things, um, and also that she would like to do that by taking the jet ski. Because, sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? She's a free woman. Exactly. She also ha- mentions to Taylor that she doesn't want to bother Christian with this. So she gets Taylor to teach her how to ride the jet ski um, in order to go shopping, which I loved. I thought that, that was very good. Yeah. I was very prepared for Christian to freak out, as he usually does. Um, but Christian, in a very surprising turn, was like, yeah, whatever. Have fun. Just be careful. And so... Even though she doesn't need his permission, he gave it to her. And so she was able to kind of have fun without the anxiety of what he was going to do when she returned. Sure. Which I think helped her have more fun. So she goes shopping, even though she mentions that she hates it. Yep. Almost immediately she's like, why did I do this? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think... It makes sense. Like, she just wants something to distract her, which is fair. Um, Now, what she picks up are the wildest things. Um, I... Listen, we know a thing about Anna. Her gift-giving is questionable. (laughs) It's pretty awful. Um, She picks up this anklet for her. Um, An anklet with hearts and bells on it. (laughs) I, I can't... She was, and she made it, like, this whole, like, monologue about being, like, I'm never going to forget the girl that, like, loves these things, you know? I'm not going to be, like, swayed by, like, $30,000 bracelets or whatever and, like, expensive paintings and that aristocratic life. I'm still going to be the humble girl who likes keep, like, jingly chains and bells on on an anklet. What? Yep. From, like, a tourist shop. 
That's, yeah. If there's one we thing know, we know about Anna. <laughs> she loves jewelry, you know? We definitely know that about her. We know she For loves sure. a good toe ring and jean purse. <laughs> Like, okay, what? Anna would absolutely wear a toe ring. Are you kidding me? I know if she would. <laughs> Anna's wearing ten toe rings right now. <laughs> I just know it. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and she you know she probably wore a jean purse longer than she should have. Yeah. Because she didn't want to go and buy a new purse. No, she didn't want to let it go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was definitely one of those people in, like, early 2000 that had, like, the jean purse, the jean hat. Yep. Like, a poncho. Yeah. Yep. That might have even been too fashionable for her, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Um, But still. Yep. Um, But, yeah, so she gets that for her. And then, somehow, even though she's, like, international, she ends up talking on the phone with Jose. Sure. Yeah, I... What? (laughs) Yeah, she's in the south of France and is talking to Jose. Yeah. Sure. Listen, when you're living this crazy rich Aislinn's life, just text, like, phone bills don't exist, you know? It's just sure pocket shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so she decides to get a gift for Christian, because why not? Um, yeah. And so when she gets back, she, like, Christian's like, hey, babe, how was your day? And she's like, great. And then just, like smacks her foot up onto his desk and is like, I got this. <laughs> Look um, at these. Yep. And so that's great. And then he is surprised to find out that she got a gift for him, which is this Nikon camera mm-hmm. with, as she emphasizes in very Bob Barker fashion, two lenses. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and two beautiful lenses. <laughs> They're detachable. And a motorhome. Like, what? Okay. Uh, a, here's a cool pool table. And a brand new car. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so she's like, yeah, I thought you might want to, you know, take pictures of me. And so they get into this whole kind of bickering thing with each other where he's like Anna I only took pictures of women as like an insurance policy I know that you thought like I objectified women for a long time um and then they they keep talking about this whole thing anyways she goes on this whole thing being like Christian like I don't want you to worry about the sex last night like we had a safe word. You know I like rough sex. And so it's like, there's some yeah. communication happening here, right? Yeah. But then it gets so bad. Then because... the communication just throw- flies out the window. And I was like, oh, yes. sorry? I was supposed to yes. be here? No, no, no. I'm busy. I have other things to do. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, don't overthink this, Christian. Like, I was trying to get you a gift. Like, it was supposed to be fun. And then all of a sudden... She's like, well, if you're not going to take photos of me, I'll objectify you then. And Ugh. takes the photo, or takes the camera and starts taking photos of him. Ugh. Yep. This and is not the language we should be ascribing these things if we're trying to get past this behavior. Yep. Maybe that's not a great idea. And then it keeps going, like, in a back and forth banter of, like, oh, do you want to be objectified? And she's like, wait, no, that's not, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> 
Yeah, because he was like, I thought this was supposed to be my present. And she's like, well, it was supposed to be all fun, but apparently it's a symbol of women's oppression. And so he's like, you want to be oppressed? And he's doing it in this, like, silky voice. And it's like, Christian, no. Like, hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> someone give me a spray bottle. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking smack this boy. What? <laughs> no, you can't just say that, Christian. The problem is you can't smack him because he'll like it. You got to spray him with water. That's like, true. that's the only yeah, way he'll learn. <laughs> it's, yeah, take his little toys away. You just gotta spray him in the face. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it works with my cats, so like, yeah, I it's mean, gotta work. Really, the parallels are right, there. Exactly, they're there. And so she's like, "No, not oppress." And he's like, "I could oppress you big time, Mrs. Gray." It's like Christian, no, no Christian, bad Christian. <laughs> Literally. Oh, folks listening, I'm so sorry. We're having fun here, but man, like, so many people read this. So many people were fine with this. And we're fine. So many people thought this was... So many people were like, this is great to publish, this is great for my eyes to read, everything about this is fine. I, like, Fifty Shades of Grey was abhorrent for many reasons. But really, this one... Is like is the worst. beyond. It's way. It's beyond anything we've read so far. It's just like garbage, hot garbage. That is yep. so like blissfully unaware of anything and any decency, any form of like how to, to how to be a human being. Like it seems like E.L. James just hates women with <laughs> this book in particular. For real, it's buck wild. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. It's the worst. So he ends up, like, taking the camera and, like, taking photos of her or whatever. They're, like, doing floor play or whatever. I meant yeah. foreplay, but, like, also floor play. Um, <laughs> they were probably on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I hate this. Leave me alone. Um, I'm... It's the worst. Listen, you ever floor play? Um... <laughs> um it's the worst. Okay. So then all of a sudden, he's like, I need to see you. Rawr. And they're like having sex or whatever. And Christian's like in a mood as usual. And so the thing that Anna's like, oh yeah, I'm going to make this better is just starts like reciting her vows again. And yeah. uh, yeah. I don't, it felt a little interesting to me personally. Sure. But, you know, maybe Christian has a thing for marriage. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever. I'm um, here to kink shame you. I'm here to kink shame Christian. <laughs> okay. If there's one person we kink shame, it's Christian. Cause he, but not on the basis of kink, on the basis of literal abuse. <laughs> yeah, because he's not he's not doing kink. He's doing abuse, and that's yeah. not anything. Yeah. No. And also, there's a thing with Christian that's like, this whole interaction... I, I don't really know how to describe it, but in the beginning, he was very much like, oh, this is something, like, I do and I can't help it, like, it's who I am or whatever. Clearly, we know this is, like, about based on trauma and all these things, and they're, like, bad ways of dealing with all these things or whatever, and really unhealthy ways right. of dealing with those things. And then it just takes a total, like, 180 and being like, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything sexual to you and anything that could be seen as violent to you. Because I don't want to be abusive and all these things. Where in reality, like, 
she's being very clear about what she wants and what she's cool with, and they are actually communicating in terms of, like, when they're having sex. Any other time? No. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. But, like, like, she's being like, hey, this is cool, like, this is the stuff I'm okay with, and this is great, and we're married, and we should be able to have these conversations. And he's like, no, I can't even touch you, because that would be oppression. And it's like, you are clearly not learning or even, like, listening to your partner. Like, you're just not listening. It's so infuriating. Um, and I think one of the things about this sex scene in particular is it's also rooted in his emotions. Like, he's always equating him escaping bad feelings with sex. Um, because what's happening with him when she keeps asking, like, what's wrong, Christian? Like, let's talk about it, is the fact that he's worried about the arson. And so he finally says that at the end, like... He's saying, my biggest worry is that they're after me. And if they're after me and he can't finish. So Anna has to say, like, they might get me. And this is still in the middle of him, like, having sex. So he's still pairing these two situations. Like, he can only be open and honest if they're having sex, right? And so that finally happens. He finally talks about it. And he's still being like, I didn't feel comfortable with you on the jet ski. Um, And Anna finally has to tell him that... Um, like, kids ride jet skis, so, like, he needs to chill the fuck out. Um, (laughs) Fucking cool it, Christian. Because when they go to Aspen and she goes skiing, like, he needs to be able to relax so that she can have a good time and enjoy herself there. And they continue to talk about the arson, the fact that security is going to have to get tighter, all these things. And they do also talk about Dr. Flynn, um, that he hasn't seen him in, like, two weeks, so they need to get on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the chapter continues with them going to see, um, I think it's the Palace of Versailles. Yeah, that's what they saw. Yeah. Oh, and then how could I forget? So the chapter continues with Kate and this lovely Skype session with Kate finally getting on, talking about the arson, and also wanting to get some more hot scoop on Christian. And it was so weird that Anna was acting as if Skype had never existed before. Yeah. E.L. James Like, this wrote cool it. little thing that I just found out about. <laughs> Have you yep. ever heard of it? It's called Skype? <laughs> yeah. Skype? Skype? Like, what? Hey, it was Skype? So... <laughs> yeah. So they're on this, like, they're on just, like, regular Skype messaging, not the, the voice or the video. And they're like, oh, yeah, time changes. So annoying. It was it was so unnecessary just for Kate to be like, oh, yeah, how's your favorite ex-dom? And it's like, okay, like, we get it. Kate knows. Like, go away. <laughs> um, and then the chapter ends with Anna having a nightmare about Christian and E.L. James being an awful um, at foreshadowing because she ends the chapter saying... Drinking in his scent, I curl around him, trying to ignore the loss and devastation I felt in my dream. And in that moment, I know that my deepest, darkest fear would be losing him. It's like, huh, I wonder what could possibly happen. Thank you, E.L. James. You're very subtle in your writing stuff. Just very good. You've grown so much as a writer. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Really keeping me on edge. (laughs) Yes. So next week, we have chapters five and six, where I'm imagining they will finally be done with their honeymoon at that point. Thank goodness. Because it's a trash mess. 
Yes. Before we get to our fan fiction this week, get the lovely opportunity to thank our patrons. And I think, I don't know about you, but I had some awesome trendings on Screen Rant um, on my sidebar. Oh, fuck. So that might be a good place to start. Um, I would love to thank Shannon Clearwater, um, one of our lovely $10 sponsors, who this week is going to be 10 new character editions that hurt teen dramas and 10 that saved them. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. Shout out to Katie Weber, who's gonna be Sailor Moon. 20 really weird fan theories that were actually confirmed. Oh shit. Oh shit. Holy crap. Um, and I'm going to thank Simon Steele, who this week is... You know what, Simon? We're gonna make you a Video James reference. Ooh. Let's do 20 Hidden Items in Red Dead Redemption 2 and Where to Find Them. Wow. We finally, finally got sent a fanfiction this week. Jesus. Which means that it's finally a good fanfiction this week. Um, so My thank curse you. is lifted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer imprisoned to the whims of Allie. Yep. So thank you to Hannah, Stronger Than the Marines, yep. um, for sending this fantastic, shitty... Uh, fan fiction. It's not Hannah's. Um, I would never call <laughs> Hannah's work shitty. Um, yeah. But this was written by Am Writes, and it is titled Midnight, a Twilight Parody. Got it. There is no summary, so we're just gonna fucking jump in. Just dive in, yeah. Yeah. It is dedicated to Trout and Lofty, so. Hey, bitches. I'm Ella Swine. My eyes are dark brown, almost black in color, and my hair is filthy and oily. Guess what happens after not washing it for a month? My skin is so pale I could see my veins through its transparency. I hope a vampire doesn't come lashing out of nowhere, latching onto my wrists. That would be ironic, wouldn't it? Anyway, my mom is shipping me off to my dad's because her fiancé, Bill, has a tour for his hockey team. Great. My dad, Barley, lives in some rinky-dink town that's so unheard of it's not even on a map. Where's Sporks, anyway? In the middle of nowhere? (laughs) After my flight, Daddy-O picked me up from the airport. Now, we're driving in his stupid-ass police car with his stupid-ass lights. He keeps turning them on when when we get to red lights so he can run them, as if it were an actual emergency. Great role model, he is. I can see him looking at me in the corner of my eye. Let me rephrase that. Staring. Like his eyes aren't even on the road. Is there a problem? I spat at him with venom as he continues to stare with his beady brown eyes. They look like floating pieces of shit swirling around in a toilet. He doesn't reply. Instead, he looks down at my cleavage. I rolled my eyes and turned to face the window. Fucking pervert. Okay. End scene. <laughs> Great. Um, so, okay. Am writes. Um, wow. Ella Swine. Really strong character there. Yeah. Um, you know, you ever just uh, have skin so pale that you oh. hope a vampire doesn't come lashing out? Oh, God. 
hurts. There's a, there's a lot of strong pieces of literature out on the internet, Cody. We Ooh. just have to find them. There's so much more to dive into. <laughs> it never ends. Journey. When we're all done with this, could this just become a fan fiction podcast? <laughs> I mean, I it, wouldn't wish isn't that. Isn't it already? I guess. Um, I hope not. But, you know, <laughs> um, as we say in Seattle. Get it. Get wheat. Hookies. Get some hookies. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostToast44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSourKraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone